0: Introducing the Ball and Mitt Podcast, a willy-nilly talk show about baseball, life, and the occasional knee slapper. So grab your Cracker jack, sit back, and relax. It's gonna be a doozy. Here's your host, the bean's knees himself, Br-
1: baseball fans what is going on welcome to the Ball ballmit podcast this is episode 14 so we're moving right along uh, i want to talk to you uh, today about the world series post world series uh, was it what i expected was it good uh, the playoffs as a whole what was that good uh, what were the negatives and positives and also two kind of off season type of of things, Uh, one being uh, the Gold Glove nominations, kind of making some predictions, as well as uh, free agents. And so there's a lot, there's a huge free agent market uh, this offseason, and we're going to talk about the AL East and where we think, not necessarily where we think players are going to go, but if they're just going to stay or leave. So it's not super granular, but there you go. Um I actually have a co-host with me. Uh it's Preston Phillips. He and two other buddies of his from college actually started about a year and a half ago the Just a Bit Outside podcast where they interview people in sports, whether it's an athlete or a broadcaster or anybody maybe an author and just kind of talk to them about just small stories that surround the sport uh, that is so large. So Preston, go ahead and and let everybody know, you know, what your podcast is all about, how it originated. Uh the the floor is yours.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So All three of us hosts on the Just a Bit Outside show, we all were roommates in college, and our show kind of stemmed from, we would just have sports conversations uh, in our living room, and sometimes it would turn into somebody wrestling and and throwing down in the middle of our living room in our apartment, and we thought, you know what, Well, it'd be pretty cool to go ahead and recreate those. Um, And so we actually had a radio show at our small school in Indiana. And that was a lot of fun. And, and after that, we were like, hey, you know what? We graduated. Let's do a little podcast. And let's kind of take those conversations uh, one step farther. And we've actually been able to interview a lot of really cool guests. Um, kind of our motto is, is big-time guests and little-known stories. Because we're all sports fans because of those stories and those narratives that go on. Um, and as we start talking about the World Series in, the, in this uh, podcast tonight, that's one of the things I think was lacking, but we'll get there in a second. Anyways, uh, we've gotten to talk to some of these guys and, and hear some of their stories. And, you know, we've gotten to talk to guys like Jay Billis and Joel Berry II, Uh Steve Ciszek from the Cubs was on our last episode. And it's just cool, man. We, we get to talk to some guys I, I never thought I'd ever get to talk to.
1: Yeah, I can imagine as you guys are wrestling around and you know, doing the things that boys do, um, you know, probably breaking stuff, um, that you never imagine that you'd be talking to, you know, guys that are on TV and and meeting athletes and interviewing them. Uh, so is it just, is it a bit, uh, surreal?
0: Absolutely. I mean, we, I email a guy, he might say yes. And the next thing I know, I'm seeing his phone number pop up and, and he's on the phone with us and we, you know, get to talk to him for 20, 25 minutes and just hear their story, maybe hit them with some fun questions and, you know, move on with the day. But I never thought I'd be able to do that.
1: Yeah. That, that's cool, man. I'll, I'll yeah, I'm a, uh, as the kids say, I'm a little jelly. Um, <laughs> and so, okay. That's awesome, man. Well, we're glad to have you. Uh just let you guys know. I just recently have been uh, conversing with Preston over Twitter and just asked him, Hey, you know, you want to come and talk about the world series? Cause I, I wanted to talk about the world series. It just ended. And you know sometimes it just gives me a break of talking for you know 30 40 minutes um, so if he if he talks more he's probably got a lot more interesting things to say a lot better stories um, so I'm gonna let him do that uh, so one of the first questions one of the topics that I want to talk about today is is the World Series and uh, Preston pretty much you know what did you think of the World Series and were the teams you know la and Boston is that? Who you predicted, or if if any time during the uh, middle of the season did your predictions you know, change? Just tell me about you know what you thought, and and is it what is it what you expected?
0: Yeah, sure. So I want to preface this by letting your listeners know I'm a big, big time Cleveland Indians fan. In fact, my I just got engaged a while ago over the summer, and we just had our engagement pictures. My fiance actually. Requested that we wear Cleveland Indian stuff, so so that's where I'm at. That's and I'm a gonna, keeper, man. <laughs> that's what I said. <laughs> I'm going to try to set that aside while we talk about this because I do think <laughs> the Red Sox were hands down the best team in baseball all season, from the very beginning. You know, they had those win streaks at the beginning of the year. Um, after you know, signing J.D. Martinez, their homegrown outfield, they they were just incredible. This year
1: and what they went 119
0: games. Is that right? 119 games. That's yeah. Because right? they
1: went, yeah, they went 11 and three in the in the World Series, so they didn't even get beat enough times to lose a seven game series. Exactly.
0: And so seeing those guys come out of the American League, that was really no surprise. Yes, I hoped that the Indians pitching would hold up, but but I totally think that that on the American League side, the Red Sox, they were it. Now the national league was a little more up in the air, pretty much coming up even to the last week or two weeks left in the regular season. I mean, what was it? About two divisions were still up for grabs with under five games to
1: play. Yeah, yeah. The, well, I think was it it was both uh one hundred and sixty third game. They were that was both national league, right? Yep, yep. Yeah, Milwaukee and, and Colorado and then no, I'm sorry, Colorado and LA and then Milwaukee and Chicago.
0: Yeah, and so basically the playoffs started early for the National League, about a game early, and then they hit the winner-takes-all wild card games, which I I might have a beef with a little bit, but you're not the only one. (laughs) (laughs) That could be a whole different episode, man. Yeah, oh yeah. We could talk for hours on that. Now, I don't know if I really predicted the Dodgers to be there. Um, I think the favorites, you could see the Cubs, even though they struggled this year, maybe they had a little bit of that magic left in them. Um I was hoping for the Brewers. They were hot there going into the playoffs and even in the playoffs. So I yeah, National League was a little different for me. Um I don't know if I really thought the Dodgers would make it that far.
1: I, you know I don't think a lot of people did. Maybe maybe once they got Manny, um they thought, "Okay, this is kind of maybe the the final piece if if Kershaw doesn't, you know, um do his, you know, normal Kershaw stuff." Um Bless his heart, as they'd say in the south. But yeah, I the National League. I don't. I was rooting for Colorado just moving out here two months ago because I'm a Baltimore Orioles fan. All my, all my listeners know that they're probably tired of me talking about it. But uh, I'm an Orioles fan, so I come out here and it's like, well, you know, I do remember liking the the, um, the Rockies when they first. I think I said 95. I think it was 95 when they first played. Um, them and the Arizona Diamondbacks. So I was like, oh, this is a cool team. You know, it's something new. So I, I followed them a little bit, but, you know, they'll be my National League team. So I was, of course, you know, rooting for them. And they were, I don't, they just, I don't know, Milwaukee, I think just wanted it more. And against LA, I was, I was rooting for Milwaukee as well. They just didn't, they just didn't perform because it's not like LA didn't give them an opportunity to win. right? Um, and you got Christian Yelich kind of, He kind of put up a couple, not a complete goose egg, but he didn't perform until uh, game six or seven. I think he really struggled, and he was a stud all year. So, yeah, like, and if Milwaukee would have gone to the World Series, like, there was no true favorite. Uh, So it's if you predicted, you know, the Dodgers and the Red Sox, it it probably would have. It it probably just because they were two big markets and they were safe picks.
0: Yeah, I mean, there were two. Historic franchises, big time markets, and then you got guys like the Rockies and the Brewers, um, and the A's sneaking into the wild card game. And I, I really do think, and I'd be curious, do you think small market underdogs are good for baseball?
1: I think they're great for baseball. Um, I, I really do. You know, it stinks that a lot of people hate the big markets just because they're big markets. I, you know, that's I think that's how it's going to be all the time. We all we love rooting for the for the underdog. But I think the small market teams is going to balance uh, the league out, especially since there's no salary cap. Now, people say if there was one, then we'd have more small market teams. But I think it would really change that Goliath David and Goliath uh, narrative that I think is so important in sports.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And if you look back at some of the last, you know, last, what, four or five World Series, you had the Giants versus the Royals in 14 Go into seven games. And the Royals, again, small market, upstart team, young team. Then in 15, the Royals are about as hot as you could get. Come into the World Series again, small market team. Then you got 2016, maybe the greatest World Series we've had in a very long time. Cubs breaking the curse, and I know they're a big market. But then you got the Indians, second longest winning drought. And again, another small market. And then in 2017, the Astros... I know they're not necessarily a small market, but they're absolutely lesser known. And and those some of those World Series that were some of the best ones that we've seen in 20, 30 years. And then this year we get four and you know, a four-one series between the Red Sox and the Dodgers. And it just didn't really have the zip to it that it's had in the past.
1: Oh, I absolutely agree. And we'll we'll I think we're gonna get in further into discussion of perhaps why we think um the World Series. Let's just say the viewership was was down drastically, yeah. um, and so we'll, we'll. I don't want to skip ahead, but we'll talk about why why we think that was. Um, so, what about just the the playoffs in general? Like, how does it? come? You just mentioned the past, I think, f- four or five World Series and the teams that were in it, and that was, you know, they were exciting. Uh, actually, I, I think the Giants Kansas City Royals uh, World Series was actually lower viewership than the one this year, mm. which was interesting. Yeah. Um, You know, so you, you've got two different sides. You've got those that love baseball and will watch a 18 inning game. Ugh. And then you have the casual fans. So you've got two different, you know, lack of better term markets and, you know, we'll watch, we'll watch any kind of baseball, but, but they're not the ones that they, you know, that's not the ones that MLB wants to get. They have us. Uh So uh, anyway, I'm, I'm jumping, jumping ahead, but, we looked at the world series but as as the playoffs as a whole how do you think it's compared to the ones in the past uh is it what you anticipated so it's kind of like the world series but just taking a step back because I, this wasn't the mo- i mean it had some drama to it but i always knew boston was was in control and so for the playoffs as a whole do you think it was lackluster do you think the playoffs before the world series was a lot better than the actual World Series. Give me your take on on the whole, you know, October uh, thing we got.
0: Yeah, that's a great question cuz October baseball is just hands down another level than regular season baseball. And you get, you know, teams like the A's who sneak in this year, the Brewers, the Rockies, you know, these small market teams and, you know, I always, well, almost always root for an upset or the underdog. And, you know, there wasn't a whole lot of underdog potential or underdog uh, success. I guess this year um, Red Sox kind of predictably make it out. I guess the Yankees could have given them a run for their money. The Astros could have as well, but the Red Sox had just been so dominant. They made it out of the, you know, out of the AL. Uh, and then the Dodgers coming out of the NL. And I guess that's more of a, you know, a toss up, a coin flip over there in the NL. You know, I, I did think there was a, there was excitement. There were some moments, but I do have a little bit of a beef with it. And this will kind of a little bit about why I think the World Series was down this year. But there was series being played at 1 o'clock, 4 o'clock on a Monday or Tuesday afternoon. And then the entire ALCS, or sorry NLCS was played on Fox Sports 1. Like not even the big time TV channels and i think that's a that's that's a problem that major league baseball is going to have to fix if they want to be big and maybe that's why the viewership was down but i did think the you know it what they had exciting moments um exciting home runs they did have some exciting stories you know we see dodgers acquire manny machado and then make their way to the world series and it was fun to watch but i i'll say I, even me i'm a huge baseball fan and maybe because the indians lost but I didn't find myself gravitating
1: towards the playoffs this year, and I'm not really sure why. No, I'm I'm in the same boat with you. I, I was hoping I wouldn't be, um, but there was one time I think I don't know when it was or what game it was, but I I completely forgot it was on. Like, yeah. and, and I and I get excited to watch baseball, and I completely forgot it was on and and that's no fault of i guess it's not a fault of the t- two teams but it's it's that that excitement wasn't there like i remember standing up and watching uh i think a extra inning game between the cubs and cleveland maybe it was game i think it was the one where cleveland was up they were up 3-1 in that world series weren't they Unfortunately. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> oh, well, wow, Yeah. Yeah, my bad. I uh, <laughs> uh, did not mean to, you know, add insult to injury, but yeah. So I think it was that game five that went maybe into extras and I stayed up for it and I was so excited and I stayed up for the, you know, the, well, I actually didn't stay up for the whole Boston LA game. I fell asleep right as Max Muncie was coming up to bat.
0: Well, I fell asleep in the ninth, so
1: <laughs> like a responsible person, right? Yeah. Um, and I wake up in the morning and go, "Oh, they played another nine more innings, another after game. That. <laughs> yeah. It's a doubleheader, and you couldn't you couldn't put in uh, the players that you had taken out. So yeah, it's like yeah. the worst possible outcome. Um, but no, it's the the time. No, for, so for me, and and my my listeners know, I've been out here for two months. I'm st- I'm still looking for steady work. It's been a lot harder than I thought it would be. So the time of these games actually was kind of good for me because I was bored out of my mind. So I'm like, Oh wow. A game starts at, you know, 1130. I was like, this is great. But for, you know, the majority of the public who, um, you know, aren't 35 single with a dog and unemployed, <laughs> um, it, it was not the, um, it was not the best time. So, and I actually read that. I don't know where I read that, but what you said about the times and the networks. And then of course, so so let's go ahead and lead this into the e s p n uh, article um did, would you have a chance to read it uh I took a look at it okay um, it's not much <laughs> it's it's, yeah. it's not like two hundred words uh so they pretty much said let's see here let's see no that's that's the length that's the length of the game uh but they they definitely said the viewership was down by about I yeah, think it was about
0: twenty-five percent, wasn't
1: it? Yeah, you're right, you're right. See, I was I thought I was so prepared for this, but but <laughs> I brought up the wrong thing. Yeah, hey, it was you put down. it you, you put it in the notes that you sent me, so Okay. <laughs> well, there you go. I should probably look at my uh look at my notes. Um but yeah, the it's the fourth lowest ever and down twenty-five percent. And they listed like the other three that were lowest. One of them was like the Phillies and somebody else. I'm like, well, of course. <laughs> uh, so yeah, I I think what you've said is the reason for the lower um rankings is again, that was just the World Series, so not the playoffs. I, I do think it was two big market teams. I don't think anybody, you know, wants to see I, I like watching Boston play. You know, even though they're in Baltimore's you know, league and, and our division in Baltimore is never going to climb out of there as long as them and New York and, you know, Tampa, they just missed the playoffs this year. So anyway, let's just move the team to uh, Tennessee. I heard a rumor about that. I'm not sure if you heard about that. <laughs> I did yeah, not because, hear that. Um, Peter Angelos, the owner is not, he's not doing well as far as his health and he his t- his sons don't want to run the team. So there was a small rumor and it could have just been like bar talk, of you know they want to sell the team and then whoever they sold it to was going to move it to Tennessee. Um, wow! But okay. and that was actually one of the markets that I I've heard uh, Major League uh, talk about taking it like Portland's one, Vegas, Tennessee, and then maybe uh, back up into Canada or maybe like Mexico. Um, but I, I've only heard it for a little bit, so it's probably just you know somebody who just it was lonely and wanted to start a story. They had an inside source. <laughs> That's right. Everybody does. Yeah. Yep. yep. His his uncle probably is is related to you know Manfred. Yeah. Uh, usually <laughs> how it is. My uncle, my uncle who works at the, you know MLB Commissioner's office. Uh. But I do think it's the two the two teams and no one kind of I don't know LA's just they paint themselves as bad boys especially you know, we won't get too much into this I, I did an episode uh, last week talking about the article about Manny Machado and how you know. It looks like a dirty player. I think he's just dumb. I think he's immature. I think he's going to hopefully grow out of it. I don't think it's going to kill his stock at all, as far as you know, getting a huge contract. But and then with Yasiel Puig, and you know, he's just so energetic and he loves the game, and you know, he and he's maturing too, understanding. These guys are. We haven't seen this type of baseball in a while, and and I I'm kind of in between, and and we're actually going to get into that later um, about just the what the game is is becoming. But I think there's been some negative negative media given to some of these players or given to LA, or it's just this presumptuous notion that people from California have. I, I don't know. I'm and I'm probably just making this up. <laughs> but I, I do think it's two teams that people just didn't didn't want to see. And then of course you have, and this is kind of leading on to my next question, I have you like, why do we think that rankings were down? What did you think? I'll throw this over to you. Sure. What did you think about these ads at first being in between batters, but then in between pitches? Yeah. Very interesting.
0: And I'm a big soccer fan and I watch soccer on TV and they do that all the time. Cause soccer doesn't stop. So they just do the whole split screen thing. And, yeah, I don't know. I guess it does keep the game on. You're not constantly switching to commercials. But I don't know how I feel about that. I feel like there's a romanticism about the game. And as soon as you put a, I don't know, Bud Light commercial off to the side, it, it kind of takes a little bit of that away. Um, but yeah, I don't, I don't really know how I feel about that.
1: It was weird. It was, especially how Joe Buck said it. Like in between pitches, like, and now a word from Coke. I'm like, well, don't be too energetic about it. (laughs) Uh, You know, and he's probably just like, are we really doing this? Um, But yeah, I, so I, I think one of my very first episodes I did, I talked about the 2018 pace of play rules and how some of the ones that they were looking to integrate into baseball, I don't think they really did much. I just think it made it more confusing and just gave it, gave the game more silly rules. I, I think it. I think pace of play can definitely pick up, but I just think the rules that they implemented this year didn't do anything, plus the umpires aren't enforcing it, so what's the point? Right. But, yeah, I, I, I remember reading, I don't know what, what player said it, but he mentioned that oftentimes, a lot of times, they are, and they, the players, are just waiting out on the field, and waiting to get the go-ahead from whoever that it's time to play ball because we are now back from commercial.
0: It seems like the NFL guy, the old guys, they had the bright orange NFL, or, uh, oven mitts on, and they would tell you yeah. when to play.
1: <laughs> yeah, which, you know, football, again, it's, it's, they're different sports, and I don't think we can use one to gauge the other or use one as a template for the other. And I'm, you know, in between pitches, it's a bit silly. It's, I mean, gosh, especially if the games are going to be an average of four, four and a half hours long. During the playoffs, like, you know, let's be honest, in, in order for us to get this experience, these, this, this coverage in, in this awesome sport of baseball, it costs money. So I, I understand the promotions, I understand the ads. That's fine. But they need to. I, I'm okay with ads between batters. I'm gonna, I'm willing to concede that if they eliminate the commercials in between innings. And what I mean by that is there, there are other things that you can do that, that go on um, in between innings that, you know, the commentators could, could talk more or they could do a small little ad, but still show you the camera of the stadium so we can watch the players, you know, warm. I, I just don't need both. I think one or the other.
0: Yeah, I agree. And I, it's funny. Cause I'm a, I'm a type of guy who likes to show up for batting practice, watch the players, warm up, watch them throw, sit there and watch every part of the game. Who's sprinting in out of the dugout? Who's, you know Who tosses the baseball to the little kid on the side? I love that stuff. I played baseball. I coach baseball. I love it. But I also understand the other side where the casual fan doesn't want to sit there and watch them take fake ground balls and throw to first. I, I also get that. And I also get they got to make money. When push comes to shove, baseball's got to make money.
1: Yeah, no, I agree 100%. And, and I think I read somewhere else that, you know, a lot of times maybe they're they're doing the commercials because they want you to go to the games. Hmm. You go to the games, you don't have to sit through that stuff. And I heard that was a possibility. I think that's just more of a, a rationale or a theory, not really actually, you know, hey, here's the reason to do this when they're in the boardroom meeting or something like that. Yeah, but let, uh, let, it.
0: Let, it, it, it Let's tell everybody so that they go to the game. (laughs) Not that we're getting a couple million dollars each ad we play.
1: Yeah, so, you know, it's, it's, and I think YouTube, so I watch the game, I'm, I'm, I did like a trial of YouTube TV and it's actually not that bad. Sometimes it's funny when it starts to buffer or like when you're having issues, every single time I get like a, a $10 gift card from Apple. Really? Because, yeah, apparently, like if your feed was interrupted or if it was messed up or if it was widely um, reported, they send out because you, you know, you get the, because I get on Apple TV. So I got the subscription through Apple TV. So that'd be the only way to get that. But they'll send me a $10 gift card because, you know, I'm paying for something. It wasn't working. So I thought, you know, I was like, oh, that's all right. Cool. That's I nice. mess up more often. Yeah. You know, I'll just listen to the game or if, if my Apple TV is not working, you know, I'll, I'll bring it up on my phone and then I get, you know, free 10 bucks. But, Anyway, um, so, OK, so I think, man, we're we're kind of in agreement, which is which is cool. Uh, I, I don't mind. We're not like the old Mike and Mike where they were at each other's, you know, <laughs> at odds or pardon the interruption when yeah. I know neither of them hold those positions. How can you always disagree? Like, I just don't understand how two people can always disagree. I
0: bet you they sit uh, down but, in their planning meetings and say, all right, what side are you taking today?
1: All right, I'll take the yeah. other one. <laughs> I'll take the other one. Or they fight like, no, I want to be the bad guy today. Yeah. Uh, so uh, let's let's move on. Well, not kind of move on, but we're going to talk about Alex Cora and this new Red Sox analytics. And so I sent you over uh, a link that I was referencing. And again, I didn't bring it up again. But um, <laughs> what? Okay. So I'm not, you know, what, i I'll, let me throw the question to you first. Sabermetrics, all the stat cast, all that kind of stuff that that's that's cool, that little silly square that tells you what a strike is. And if it's outside that, everybody goes nuts because you know, why can't the pitcher or why can't the umpire see that little square? Yeah. Um, so tell me what you what you think of of the saber metrics going on right now.
0: Part of me loves the kind of the statistical revolution going on. Part of me loves to see how fast that ball came off the bat and at what angle. And how far was it predicted to go? Part of me loves seeing, you know, watching Moneyball and, and seeing how, obviously, you know, little things behind the scenes and little statistics that we don't even know about, how they work to create a team. In fact, on our show, one of our first interviews we ever did, we talked to a guy by the name of James Brocado, who was a, um, he was the head of the analytics department for the Dallas Mavericks. And he was just telling us how they can quantify almost any characteristic, which blew my mind is a guy clutch. All right. We could take these shots that he took these shots that he hit his speed in the fourth quarter, his endurance in the fourth quarter. And we can tell you how clutch he's going to be. Now, I don't know how deep they get in baseball, but I'm sure it's, got to be pretty close to that and there's stats out there that i read their titles and i have no idea what they're talking about but apparently <laughs> it's good and and i do think it's in a way it's good for the game and i think in a way it's bad for the game
1: okay because how, how is it yeah i'm sorry go ahead how, how is it bad for the game in your opinion well I, part of it does take away that
0: romanticism that sandlot feeling where you look out and you hear the crack of the bat and you realize hey that guy's got it nowadays you hmm. just type it into your calculator
1: or computer and say all right that guy's got it so do do you think that you know for for the fans we may we may kind of steer away from it a little bit because you know it, it kind of takes away from just the flavor of baseball the romanticism as you would say what about for like managers and teams that are, they don't care about that necessarily. That's not their bottom line. Their bottom line is, is winning. Do, do you still see that it could be, um, so kind of where I'm going is, you know, with counsel for the Brewers bringing away Davis for one pitcher.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: So that, you know, LA would show their lineup and then he would pull him and bring in somebody else. You know, that's, that's based on some sabermetrics. Like it has to be, it's, it's, Based on these statistics and that type of stuff, and I'm not a I'm not a guru in it and that type of thing. But do you think do you think it, there is an argument, or is there not an argument for well, it's just not as nostalgic or um, neat for fans? But does that even really matter? Is it the point of baseball organizations? Is it to please the fans or is it to win games?
0: That's a great question because it's it's 100 to win games. They do want to get fans yeah. there, but if you win games, you get fans there. That—that's when yeah. push comes to shove. The more you win, the more you you pull into your into your stands, and you know any little advantage counts when it's winning. I mean, baseball is a game of inches, and if you could quantify this guy's ability to get you those few inches and win a game, by all means, management has to be doing that. And if there's teams that aren't, which I highly doubt at this point. There's teams that aren't, but if there is, you know, they're behind, they're behind the times. And I actually read a a good interview or a good article today um, on the athletic about Alex Cora and these new analytics approach. And Alex Cora kind of took a lot of obviously his management style from his days with the last year with the uh, Houston Astros as their bench coach. And again, analytics played a part in that, but at the same time, he he had a balance, and it, it's crazy. I hear that word all the time. There's a balance to this. There's a balance, and there has to be. You know, if you're full analytics, you might miss out on some things. If you're full traditional, you might miss out on some things. So having that balance, and I think the Red Sox definitely showed that this year, that balance between trust in a manager and trust in the computer.
1: You know, I that's the exact article that I'm referring to as well. Um, and i thought it was real interesting because they didn't go too heavy into although they actually didn't mention saber you know uh, metrics at all i actually made this point to someone i was conversing with online and i said you know saber metrics do not equal analytics you know analytics it not only is it not only can it be a thing but it's also a process and so you know you can look at the numbers as one piece and analyze that practice analytics but you can also just Look at a player and use your eye and just know the the grit he has, like a Pedrosia. Um, I always struggle with that name, <laughs> Um And so, you know, I I agree with you that th- there is there is some balance. One thing I saw that was really cool was uh, Mookie Betts. He has that little, almost like a, a small index card, and it's probably laminated. Yep. And I think it's got like you know. The different positions or, or where to place certain players, and I thought that, and I think sometimes they're also on the inside of of your hat too. You can put them there, and and I I don't know why, you know, football's got all that stuff. there. Everything's color, you know color coded, and now Big Ben Roethlisberger, I'm a Steelers fan, and living in Baltimore makes sense, yeah. right? Or from Baltimore, but he's got that little that little Buzz Lightyear arm thing where he <laughs> just pulls it back, and he's got the got the plays on there. And I think the biggest thing is is not so much, you know, analyzing the the data or the information, but it's how do we get this information to the players while they're playing on the field live. You know, we've got a lot of signs, but you know, when you have a game plan beforehand and this is what we're going to do if this happens, it forces your team to be on the same page, to be unified at all times, and so. I I like I like the the approach. So, do you think that Cora is type of a hybrid, or do you think it's more of they're just everybody's on the same page, and they're still a little traditional, but just executing. They're just being there's a different you know being smart, just being smart. It just was a it was almost one of the the best years that that Boston has ever had, and they're they're trying to say it's the the best the best team that Boston's had. They're saying definitely if they win it next year. Yeah. But yeah, so I mean, you know, what, what, is it a hybrid? I and mean, You said there was some balance, but is it is there any more components that you can throw into that concoction?
0: Well, I think when you see a team like the Red Sox who dominate all year, and then they get to the World Series and guys like Steve Pierce and Nathan Eovaldi and Brock Holt, and like some of these names that we don't hear often are the guys making the difference. You've got to know something is going on behind the scenes. Like, hey, we can believe, we can trust in this guy, even though, you know, Steve Pierce has been on what, seven or eight different teams. And yet here he is hitting two home runs, three home runs, and winning World Series MVP. Like, there's something that appeared on paper or maybe in his eyes. I don't know. But that Alex Core and the Red Sox, they believed in him. And, and one, one quick side note is you were talking about that, uh, note card in Mookie Betts' back pocket. It's it's interesting because I coach baseball in Muncie, Indiana. Um, and high school teams are doing that now too. The days of like the bunt sign is your belt from the third base coach. <laughs> yeah. They're almost gone. I, I hear coaches at the high school level just yell, 324! And the kid looks at his armband and knows exactly what he's supposed to do. Sometimes it's a steal, sometimes it's not. Different innings are different, you know, different numbers. Outfielders are looking at their armbands and knowing where to position for for certain players. And I guess that is going on to that, you know, the, we're on the same page. And I think just presenting, maybe the information's not different, but how it's being presented is different these days.
1: Oh, yeah, I think you hit the nail on the head. It's, it is. It's It's how it's being presented, how it, the information is getting to the players. And there's no, there's no confusion. You don't get frustration because, you know, well, maybe with, with pitchers and catchers, it's still going to be, you know, those signal signals because they had brewers had a hard time with that. I think that was the brewers, just a couple games. They just were not. And, and I, like I said, I wrote another article about sign stealing. Like, you know, if you think someone is stealing your signs, do a better job at hiding them outside of, you know, like video cameras and binoculars. But, um, maybe I don't know what pitchers and catchers would, go back to because it's so situational yeah. it's not like per player it's per a pitch and so yeah that that's interesting i did not know that high school i guess it makes sense you know if they're watching the majors do it you know they're gonna incorporate it and so does your team does your team do that we do
0: not um we're we're still okay. very traditional signs now we have different signs depending on different situations but some of the other teams you know have started experimenting with that maybe we'll go there maybe we won't i i don't i don't know but if rest of the baseball moves that way maybe you know even high school teams will continue to move that way and i had one thought when you were talking and we were talking about the like the romanticism of baseball and the crack of the bat and the pop of the glove well i feel like all analytics is doing now is quantifying the crack of the bat it's still there but now we can know how hard and how fast it came off or the pop of the glove now we can know how hard and how fast and at what angle and at what you know what was the spin rate? We just get more information nowadays.
1: Yeah, no, and it's and it's what's important is what we do with that information. And some are saying those who who follow the, the sabermetrics and, uh, and Brian Kenny. Oh my gosh, people, people, my fans know that I have a beef <laughs> with Brian Kenny. I actually I actually uh, tweeted or did something and uh, tagged him in it. And he's never responded. I don't expect him to. But just some of his ideas, I I think a lot of it is for hype and to get people excited about baseball. And it's working. And I think I know he's in his mind. He's like, let me say this because it's really going to get to some people. (laughs) Um, So, and and that's fine. That's some fanfare. But uh, people like him that just kind of just go overboard, you know, people don't, it's really hard to have that balance like we're talking about because it's very easy to go to one extreme and then you overreact and now you're on the opposite extreme. It's very difficult for the balance and that's why some people don't do it because it's diff, it's difficult, it, it takes some effort. And so it seems like those that focus on, you know, the small numbers like you're talking about it, it, it needs to be more of, there's, a, there's a, a place and a time for that. And, and it's usually maybe drafting or trying like with Tampa, they use the whole opener thing, but it's because they didn't have anything, you know, like that's not, if you look at, I mean, David Price does not have the best track record in, in uh, the playoffs and he played awesome. His last three starts and analytics will tell you, you don't, you put him back in the, the bullpen, but you know, there's something that Cora saw with him where it's that grit where it's in, those aren't seeing the numbers. So, I think I think the I guess the purists because I guess I'm kind of a hybrid I'm all for innovation and and modern excitement but don't you know, let the game evolve but don't change let the culture evolve but don't change the game and so you know I, I think a lot of with baseball peers and traditions that's kind of I think it's always going to stick around but maybe the way to assess it in hindsight might be numbers I don't know Maybe I'm just talking <laughs> out my rear. No, I like
0: that. I like what you said. Let's you know, don't change the game. Just maybe change how we view it, or how we watch it, and how we interpret it. But don't change the game.
1: Absolutely. All right. So what I want to do now is uh, we're going to wrap up here in a little bit. But but you know we have World Series, and then you know we'll be talking about winter meetings. And I think Arizona Fall League is is currently going on. I think a Japanese. I don't know what the league's called. I think that championship series is going on right now too.
0: Yeah, that's pretty cool. Actually, quick plug. Yeah, But we're absolutely. gonna have we're gonna have uh San Diego Padres believer, Kirby Yates on our show. Uh I think the first week of December after they get back from that. Okay. Oh, cool. uh, and so that that'll be awesome to hear what baseball's like in Japan compared to the US. That'll be
1: yeah, I'll definitely tune into that. Uh, make sure you guys uh set your calendars. Um course, you know all podcasts you can listen to a year later. So, guess (laughs) it's true. true. You know, but uh, so what I want to talk real quick, not real quick, but you know, whatever. This is fun. Is so we've got we've got some free. It's a big free agent market.
0: A lot of free agents. Yeah,
1: and so I kind of wanted just to tackle, and I might do this on you know next shows whether I'm by myself or with somebody else to maybe tackle a division. So I kind of wanted to look at the AL East because that's. I don't know, it's my division. And (laughs) look at, you know, so with Baltimore, I'm going to just run through these. I'm going to give my quick takes and I'll let you give your quick take. So the two free agents are Colby Rasmus. I don't think he'll return. I I mean, geez, I I wouldn't be surprised if he, I mean, he's retired before, I think. And then came back. Um, And then you got Adam Jones, which that might be the nail in the, I mean, everybody in Baltimore left and Adam Jones was kind of like, that glue that stuck everybody together. And he's kind of like, he kind of replaced uh, Nick Markakis. I was a huge Markakis fan. And yeah. Oh, yeah. when they let him go because of, there's something with the Orioles organization and failed or questionable physicals. Like hmm. not drugs, but just like, well, this guy's an injury. I said, well, you're playing baseball <laughs> and they're not spring chickens anymore. Like, you know, they're aging. And Nick Markakis probably had the best year of his career this year. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And I think Adam jo- Adam Jones is about 33, I think. So, I don't know. I-, I think he'd like to stay. He does a lot in the community. So, I, I do think he'll stay. And then, let's see, we got um, Red Sox. You got Eovaldi, Joe Kelly, Kimbrell, Kinsler, uh, Pierce, Brandon Phillips, and Drew Pomerantz. I don't know. That's that's um, Joe Kelly... I mean that, that's that's a that that bullpen. Other than Craig Kimbrel having a little struggles, but you know who doesn't? That's kind of some of their three or two and a half best pitchers that helped out. You know this World Series and Kinsler on the op, you know other hand, <laughs> all he had to do was was just take his time throwing Puig out. <laughs> he had so much time, and they would have swept. Yeah, he had so much time. So. I, I'd say at least they'll, they'll have Steve Pierce back. I, I really do. I I was a huge Steve Pierce fan when he was in Baltimore. And when they let him go, uh, my sister was a huge Steve Pierce fan. And we were upset because we knew he was good. And whenever a Baltimore player just struggles for a little bit, unless your name is Chris Davis, because we're going to be pay, paying you until 2035. <laughs> he, could, <laughs> he could strike out. Four million times, and he'd still be getting paid. <laughs> still be getting paid, yeah. And Steve Pierce is another one of those players where they leave Baltimore, they go to another team, they perform better. Hmm. And and I think that says a lot just about the organization, not not about the player.
0: Well, I'm I'm so, a Cleveland Browns fan too, so I know exactly what you're talking about. <laughs> oh, as, soon, right. as soon as they leave, they're
1: good. <laughs> oh gosh, that's that's funny. That's for another oh. time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's, whole, that's we don't, you know, we don't. We don't have that much time, right? <laughs> uh, so I, I say I don't know exactly who, but I think they're gonna, I think they'll bring back those three pitchers and Steve. That's that's kind of my bet. Uh, again, I don't I don't know their payroll. This is just my gut feeling. And then we have let's see here, uh, New York: uh, Zach Britton, J. A. Happ, um, uh Lance Lynn, Andrew McCutcheon, David Robertson, CC Sepathia Neil Walker.
0: That's an interesting w- group. Yeah, it is. Some older guys there. I would have a hard time thinking that they would let CC walk. I don't know yep. what kind of money he's going to command, but I would have a hard time thinking they would just, for all he's done, let him let him walk away. Um, I say Lance Lennon, he's probably, I don't see why they would bring him back. McCutcheon would be interesting. But again, I don't know if they really need him.
1: I I uh, I don't think they do. I think that was just, you know, like a Manny trade. Yeah. Let's let's see let's see if they can, yeah, help us get over that hump. Uh, and then you know Zach Britton, I do think I do think they'll, um, they've seen Zach Britton. He hasn't been healthy the past couple of years, but I, I think they see the value in him. And then J A Hap, uh, I don't know. I think they could get. Well, he's a free agent, so they can't get money for him. But I don't know. I think they'd go after somebody else.
0: Yeah, I agree. Um,
1: and then we got Tampa. So you got Carlos Gomez, Cargo, and Sergio Romo. I,
0: I could see them both think, going or staying.
1: I see, yeah, it's not one or the other. It's gonna be it's gonna be a, a total dump, or they'll keep them both. I agree with you there. And then Toronto's got Tyler Clipper and Marco Estrada. I don't know one of, one of those, not both.
0: Yeah. So what do you what do you
1: think up to Baltimore? Uh, Baltimore, I think it would be hard.
0: I don't know. Adam Jones was floating around in just about every trade rumor out there, Um, but he, again, he's kind of got the CC Sabathia thing for what he's done and and all he does. Even in that community, has he has he always been
1: an Oriole? No, he man, I can't. He got he got traded to Baltimore with Luke Scott. (laughs) I don't think he's even around anymore. Yeah. uh, but I forget where he came from, but it it's one of those he might as well have been an Oriole from the very beginning kind of thing
0: yeah it seems like he's been there since you know ninety
1: eight but I know he's not that old <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> uh so he's only thirty three so man, i don't I don't know but but I'd say at least eighty percent of his career has been in Baltimore, sure,
0: and he's a staple i mean the they love him there, and, and he, he's played well for so long. I, I don't know. The, I bet he stays, and uh, Colby Rasmus, honestly, probably doesn't even matter. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, it does. Him, him will maybe uh, handle all the water or something. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, Red
0: Sox, you know, after Avaldi's big postseason, I could see them bringing him back. But again, all, all these guys kind of depend on how much money they're going to command. I could see Joe Kelly getting a lot of money and and Kimbrell commanding a lot of money. I didn't even know Brandon Phillips was on the Red Sox. <laughs> <laughs> well, there you go. <laughs> uh, Drew Pomeranz again, he's kind of a, who cares? They could enter, you know, interchange him for about anybody else out there. Definitely um, rep- one of those replaceable players. Yeah. Yeah. He's one of those middle the road players who, you know, you got five or six of them on, any team unless you're the Astros and you're just stacked.
1: Yeah, my goodness. Um, they just ran, they just ran into Boston this year. I mean, that's just how good Boston was.
0: Yeah. Yeah, kind of the magic ran out a little bit for the Astros, but because the Red Sox were so good. Yeah, absolutely. Um let's see, who is the other one? The Tampa Bay again. I don't know if either of those guys really matter. Cargo's been there for a couple of years now, I believe, and he's getting up there. And he he his name was in some trade rumors and or at least floating around on blogs on the internet, which who knows how reliable those are. But it was out there. And I, I don't know. I, again, I don't think either of those guys makes or breaks a team. And same with the Blue Jays. I don't think either of those guys will make or break the team. I think the front office will look at Marco Estrada and Tyler Clippard. Yeah, they're good, but can we get somebody who's just as good, who's cheaper? Probably.
1: Yeah, I agree. I agree with that. That's the thing is where, you know, if it's just a matter of a couple, five or $10,000. Yeah. <laughs> it's funny. It's, for me, I'm like, oh my goodness. <laughs> yeah. And you got uh, Tampa and then Toronto. Oh yeah. I, I kind of just mentioned those guys. <laughs> okay. <laughs> That's right. That's right. When I was talking about it, or either that or it's like, oh, we don't, we don't care, you know? Yeah. But no, that was, yeah, that was pretty. Pretty simple. So, okay, yeah, I, I'm excited to see what's going to happen. I, I think we're going to see a lot of a lot of players that I, I just don't know. I think it, the league is going to look completely different next year as far as players. Like, at least it's not like the NBA where you've got a a new player playing a new team every year, every other year. It's just hard to keep up. I I still think you know. D uh, not D way, but Derek Rose plays for Chicago. <laughs> I don't no, no, I know he's uh Milwaukee, right? I think so. Uh, um, Minnesota. So, no, Minnesota. <laughs> City, see, they both start with an M. Yes. Give me a break. They're all, they're up there um, up in the North somewhere. Yeah, all, all the guys. Uh, yeah. All the guys on. So I'm, I'm a, an affiliate with the belly up sports network, a great group of guys, but their basketball um, uh, uh, podcast hosts are going to, are going to give me a uh, heck over this. <laughs> uh, so anyway, I'll just stick to what I think I know. Uh, Real quick, man. uh, This has been awesome. I want to the gold Gold Glove Awards. What I'm going to do Gold Glove Awards. (laughs) Gold. (laughs) That's funny. I'm going to leave that in Gold Glove (laughs) Awards. Um, So I just kind of wanted to get your take on this. So they were announced early. They were usually are not announced until November the fourth. That's what
0: I thought, and And they came out pretty early this year.
1: Yeah. So what I'm going to do is I'm just we're going to go to the American League first. I just want to get your thoughts and I'm going to read the three nominees and then I want you to give me your okay. answer. So, uh we've got pitcher, we've got Dallas Keuchel, Corey Kluber, uh Masahiro Tanaka.
0: Uh looks like yeah, I don't know. I think Keuchel or Kluber. Uh I mean Kluber's been so good, but there's just a lot of things that they do defensively as a pitcher that uh, you know normal fans don't don't recognize. So I I'm going to go mm. with I'm gonna go with Kluber on this one and maybe that's just because I'm biased,
1: but I'm gonna go with Kluber. So well well, if you're a fan, you've that's seen him true. more often. And it doesn't mean you haven't watched Keuchel. It just means, you know, you're you're more aware of, you know, maybe not what others are. Just like everybody's talking about Manny Machado. I'm like, listen, he's he's not acting any different than he did in Baltimore. It's just now he's on a big stage. Everybody's yeah. seeing it. Good point. Uh catcher, so we've got um gomes uh we got Maldonado and then uh Perez salvador Perez <laughs> Perez has kind
0: of been the guy kind of shooing from here on yeah. you know for the past few years, but I think Maldonado will have a chance here the way he you know the Indians had the most stolen bases, um I believe in the American League or second in the American League, and in the playoffs, Maldonado just stifled that, and that directly has to go with the way he plays the game, so I think he's got a chance. Yon uh, Gomes again. I I would vote for. I yeah. really <laughs> don't don't run on Yon is is what they always say. But yeah. you know I think Maldonado yeah, will yeah. win that.
1: All right, first base, we got uh, Mitch Moreland, Matt Olson, and Justin. Smoke. I say, yeah, I'll I be honest, saying, really. So I think I could flip a <laughs> three sided coin and would probably pick better than I'm going to give right now. Yeah. All right, yeah, that's great. Let's just move on then. All right, second base, um, and uh, the 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 choke Kinsler, uh, Jed Lowry, and then O'Dor. Man, I still I can't stand Tony Bautista, um, and I was so I was so glad that he just got. I say I, I awesome. might give him the gold Punch glove, the gold boxing a, glove award. Just yeah, I know the gold uh, <laughs> yeah, brass go. <laughs> knuckle. Boy, it can't be gold brass knuckle. That makes no sense. Um. So what do you got? I, I was gonna say, yeah, you know, I, was gonna go, I was gonna go. I was gonna go
0: Lowry play. too. He he played. I mean, that Athletics team they overachieved, and a lot of that had to
1: do with their defense. Absolutely. Shortstop, uh, we got Francisco Lindor, Marcus uh, Simeon, and uh, then we got Simmons for the Angels. If you notice, how sometimes I just say the last name because <laughs> I, I haven't yeah. followed them very well. You know, it's got Andrew, I got Andrew my there. Simmons. I think um, maybe is
0: that how you say it? And yeah. Andrelton. Andrelton. Yeah. yeah, it is. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Again not that I'm a homer but I've lindor the way I think about it is if I watch a guy make a play and I played shortstop and I know what plays are hard and he makes it look so easy time and time again and it, you know when I watch that happen it has got to be I'm, a, I'm taking frankie on this one
1: yeah no I that you you can do that cuz that's that's accurate uh third base we got Bregman, Chapman and Ramirez uh I'm not going to take the homer this
0: time around I'm going to go Alex Bregman on this one. Um, His defense at third has, has been good, uh, and it, it keeps getting better, in my opinion, Um, and that's part
1: of the things that, again, make the Astros such a good team. Yeah. Uh, left field, Ben Attendee, uh, Brett Gardner, which I think just got – um he accepted the qualifying offer, I think, today. I saw his name pop yeah, up he, on Twitter. Yeah, yeah, so he, he accepted that. And then Alex Gordon, defensive – I'm uh, because Ben Attendee. Uh, I was going to say, recency bias,
0: watching Ben yeah. make those catches in the World Series and just in the playoffs, y- you want him. Yeah. In, and it's hard to look the other guys after watching how he played the outfield. I think any of these outfield positions you could give to those Red Sox outfielders.
1: Oh, yeah. Well, you got, you that, you know, center field, you've got Jackie Bradley Jr., um, then you got Mike Trout, and you've got Adam Engel. I think you just need to give it to one of the other guys and not
0: Mike Trout because he'll he wins every award <laughs> anyway. So yeah. might as well just give yeah. one to somebody else this time.
1: Yeah. And they give Mike Trout like this little secret when like everybody knows yeah. it was gonna be you. Hey, go but- ask him beforehand. Hey man, do you mind if we give this to somebody else? <laughs> we'll we'll still put your name like on the bottom. <laughs> we'll give you another one, but we won't tell yeah, anybody yeah. else. Um yeah, we're on the same page there. And then right Phil, we got Mookie. Um Calhoun, and
0: then uh, Judge. It, it'd be between think, Mookie Betts and Aaron Judge on that one. Cole Calhoun's good, yeah. uh, but Judge with his, you know, cannon arm, I don't think he's super good at, you know, re- he doesn't have a ton of range out there, but, man, he's got a cannon, and and that counts for something. But I, I think I'd take Mookie on this one.
1: Yeah, I, I would too, especially he's probably going to keep a lot of balls from being a double um you know instead of being you I know mean, instead of being a double because he got that he's i think he's got that speed um that Aaron Judge you know, probably doesn't but um so okay all right so in the national league uh we've got Granky, Clayton Richard and Julio Tehera ta- ta- <sighs>
0: Te- Tehran
1: Tehran Te- Tehran. Te- Tehran yeah. Sorry, Te- I looked hey up I, I don't know. T. Te- yep. T. Te- yep. Just I like a-, 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 a. Ron, yeah. Exactly.
0: Yep, that's it. <laughs> uh, honestly, I think it's a. I, I would go Zach Granke on this, but that's more of name recognition on my part. No, I, think, I agree. Yeah, we'll just I, go I, I with that know. then.
1: Yeah, we'll go with Zach Granke. Yeah, we're not saying we're experts here. We're just saying we love the sport. Yeah. Oh yeah. Then of course, I think this next one is obvious. You've got Posey. Pina or uh, Yaddy, Yaddy Omerlino. Yeah, it's it's obvious, Manny Pina. No,
0: exactly. I'm kidding. <laughs> <right>. first base. <laughs> yeah. No, Yaddy, uh, for, Yaddy.
1: <laughs> Yeah, of course, of course. Uh, especially, man, I mean, you can't really consider that he got the Roberto Clemente award and it has nothing to do with defense, but it just makes it so much easier to vote for him. Uh, then we got first base, Freddie Freeman, Anthony Rizzo, uh, Joey Votto. I'm going to go Joey Votto on this one. Okay, that's a tough yeah. one. I, I think um, any one of these any one of these could could be it but i i think i i like Joey Votto uh second base Javier Baez DJ LeMahieu and Colton Wong uh no, kind of tough one for me but
0: i think because Baez is is up there in the MVP uh i'm going to take Baez as well in the gold glove here
1: yeah um i agree uh then we got Nick Ahmed Brandon Crawford and Freddie Galvis.
0: Honestly, uh, don't know if I watched a Maybe single gonna... game of the Diamondbacks or the Padres this year. I know who Brandon Crawford is, so I'm going to go with Brandon
1: Crawford. All right. Hey, <laughs> we're, we're, we're finding out what we have to do in the all Watch some National League baseball. Um, we'll watch some National League. Yeah, well, I'm going to be forced to being, being out here in Denver now. It's definitely a, a completely different game. It's It's just weird. It's weird um, when the, when you get pitchers
0: hitting something's not right. That, just my opinion. Yeah.
1: No, I I yeah I did an episode about that too about and inevitably the DH is going to come to the National League whether you like it or not. I think that's the direction it's going. Um, I think there's other solutions if you like having the two different divisions or a leagues kind of different rules. I think it makes it exciting. It because if not, it's just National League, American League. Well, what's what's separating them? Um. Because with baseball it because they were the two leagues that came together. So whatever. <laughs> um third base, we've got Arenado, we've got Anthony Rondones. Just stop, Rendon, just and then stop after Hall. the first one. <laughs> Nolan Arenado. Okay, gotcha. Left field. <laughs> yeah. Uh left field, uh Corey Dickerson, Adam Duvall, or Christian Yell. Okay, moving yep. on to center field. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh Lorenzo Kane, Billy Hamilton, or Ender, in, in, in oh, I can never in, get that name. In Inciarte, right. is that right? Yeah, there we NCRT, go. CRT. Yeah, I, I wanted to say uh hard C, but yeah. And I knew who he was, but I'm trying to say these <laughs> things fast. NCRT. Um. I'm going to go Lorenzo
0: Kane. You okay. know, that Brewers team, again, he made some big time plays there uh, in the playoffs. Um, that might be recency bias again, but I'm going to take Lorenzo
1: Kane with that one. All right. And then we've got right field Jason Hayward, John Jay, or Nick Marquet. I'm, I'm ex homer. I'm going Nick just because <laughs> you're, yeah. Yeah. My ex, ex they, that moved on. They all on, do, man. Nick Marquette. They move on before we even start dating. No, seriously. <laughs> I had this girl real quick plug. I had this, I start playing the violin music. I had this girl that I was seeing probably about three or four years ago. And she's actually coming here to Denver to, to visit me. Ooh. How weird is this? Uh, so, oh, no, okay. like, like yeah, well, I don't know, whatever. But um, <laughs> neither here nor there. You'll, you'll know in like a year if I'm married <laughs> to her or whatever but she, um, I don't even know where I was going with that. Oh, we were hanging out and she wanted me to kind of make the first move as far as like, you know, are we going to be exclusive? That kind of thing. And I'm like, well, I'm still not sure yet. Like we haven't been dating too long. I don't want to make any hasty decisions, but then eventually she ended up calling things off towards the end of the summer. And I'm sitting here trying to figure out like, okay, why, but not only why, but why is it I'm struggling with this more than you are. And I'm coming to find out it's like women get over you while they're still dating you. (laughs) So when they break up it's just like I'm good. Or with guys it's like well we just need to get rid of the the baggage or the the ball and chain as as you will and then once we've done we're like oh I think I've made a big mistake. Um so so I don't so know. So you're saying Nick Marcakis,
0: when he was in
1: in Baltimore was over over you or Yeah there really was um there's no correlation at all as All right fair enough. As I was continuing <laughs> with that story. It was just more like an ex uh, moved on there are no 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 correlation and <laughs> i'm wondering do we even keep this part in um anyway right. i go for nick markegas what you, did you say hayward
0: uh i would go nick markegas <laughs> too actually okay.
1: all right the veteran on the braves team yeah awesome because he's uh, a <clears throat> right field too i think um, uh yeah yep okay. awesome man dude this would be a great show uh we're gonna wrap it up here i Ladies and gentlemen, uh, and all you know, all you five listeners that listen to me, um, <laughs> I want to thank Preston for joining us. Uh, Preston, real quick before you sign off, uh, plug your show again, plug your podcast, and uh, then we'll we'll be on our way.
0: Absolutely. First off, I just want to say it was awesome being on here and getting to talk baseball. You know, I was I was talking beforehand that uh, Charlie and Parker, who joined me on the Just a Bit Outside podcast, not the biggest baseball fans. They they. They humor me by at least saying the word baseball every once in a while. But coming on and getting to talk about it like this, more in-depth and uh, more maybe conceptual, was a lot of fun. So thank you um, to you guys at the Ball and Mitt Podcast. Uh, Our show is called Just a Bit Outside. Um, Kind of our motto is is big-time guests uh, and little-known stories. We like to talk to the people in sports. We like to help fans get to know the issues, the headlines, and the people of sports just a bit outside uh, the normal. And I did do air quotes when I just said that. Uh, (laughs) Our our show comes out on Tuesdays. Um, We usually record Monday nights, and it comes out on Tuesdays. So you can check us out anywhere you find your podcasts. And follow us on Twitter at ShowJabo. S-H-O-W-J-A-B-O.